Good evening, everybody. So, I was when I was looking at this shear, this there too, a gauze, like, oh my goodness. Um, so, I'm going to take a little bit of a different track. We left off last time talking about chesed and creating chesed in our own lives and bringing the world to chesed, chesed in our thoughts. And I, I mentioned that the Ramak, this great Ramosha Kordavar, this great tzaddik, Gavol, one of the most famous Mukubalim Kabbalists of the past uh, millennium, uh, will then delineate uh, different types of chesed that we can bring chesed into the world. Uh, when he delineates it, I think it's way beyond our level. Uh, he really goes through all kinds of Kabbalistic intents. So I'm going to do this quick. I'm not going to go through actually. I'm going to read the 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 the, the, the ten things he mentions. Uh, but I'm not going to go through what he says simply because each one would take as many months of Kabbalistic uh, study to understand what in the world he's talking about. Um, um, but but suffice it to say, well, I'll, I'll sum it up at the end, and then we're going to do the next topic. So the first of the te- the ten is belaydus ha'adam sarech ligmol imo called tikkun lemazayno. That the first act of chesed is when you bring a child into this world, and he actually talks it at length. Is the act of conception how you bring the child into the world? How the act of intimacy between husband and wife. Uh, is done, and some of the thought process, Kabbalistic thought process, some of the thought process of the husband and the wife will impact spiritually this child. And therefore, uh, one, uh, one of the things of chesed, if you want to bring a child correctly into the world, uh, is even uh, a husband and wife you know, doing it at a time of per- where, where it's permitted, but the act itself... Um, you know, it could be uh, sanctified in many ways, uh, and and part of it is the thought process is to connect, to bond husband and wife, and to bond in certain ways. And depending on how that act is done, actually will impact the child spiritually. The Ramban Nachmanides uh, also discusses it at length, based on the Gemara Nadarim and other sources. So it's important that the, the act of conception be done properly, of, of intimacy where the child's conceived. Uh, number two is Lamo Ashavlad. Uh, one of the reasons that we do uh, circumcision is to make a child, a boy in particular, um, spiritually capable of connecting to Hashem. We know that the oral law, uh, if the oral law only, Adam, for example, was born without an oral law, he was born circumcised. After he sinned, he became uncircumcised. And really, Mila, one of the reasons we do Mila is to, that Hashem says that we are created imperfect, and our job and our goal really is to, to perfect ourselves. That's number two. Number three, uh, again, all these things he discusses in detail, all kinds of Kabbalistic things one should do, uh, which are beyond their level. Number three is Levakar Choylem, to visit the sick and to heal them. Now, if you're a doctor, you can heal them. Um, but, but certainly you could advocate, you can pray for them. Actually, one of the main things you do when you visit the sick is not just to visit them and to comfort them, uh, but it's to pray for them. Or if you see there's something way, whether it's speaking to doctors or nurses, or there's something you can do for the person, uh, some way to calm the person, which has a healing effect, or perhaps medically you can help, 
in certain circumstances. So to visit the sick and heal them. Again, I'll discuss this at length, not just um, uh, you know, on a practical, but also on a spiritual level. It actually brings down actually to spiritually heal people uh, as well. Number four, of course, is to give charity to the poor. Give charity to the poor. And again, I'll elaborate upon that. Number five is uh, welcoming guests. And, and of course, we know that the Achnasus Orchem, there's something called the Eshel, the do Achnasus Orchem correctly. Uh, a person would do Achila, Shtia, and Levaya. You would feed him, you would give him a drink, and you would escort him out. Of course, the escorting the person out, Levaya, is to make the person feel you care about him, loved, appreciated, that it wasn't uh, just you came and went. There's a, there's a connection uh, to the person. And then again, I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate. Number six is Asik Achai Im Hames, being involved in burying the dead, whether it's Taharas, whether it's going to the Levaya, uh, whether it's even going to a Shiva house and paying a Shiva call, because a Shiva call really is not just honoring the living and, and consoling them. A Shiva house is also honoring the dead. Uh, uh, number seven is to to help and to gladden the hearts of a chasn v'kala, a, a groom and a bride, be involved in the wedding, coming, dancing, singing, uh, you know, uh, sharing in their simcha. Number eight is uh, bringing peace between a man and their fellow. Right when you have when two people are quarreling or at odds or there's tension at any level to bring peace. Um, actually, he only has eight. And, and all these, as I started off with, he really elaborates all these Kabbalistic thoughts. So since I skipped that, I'm actually, uh, many years ago I bought this, I don't remember where I got this. It's a Kirish uh, called the Gevia Hazav uh, by Avisol Gavra, where he takes different uh, commentaries on Tormador and puts it together as a, as a running commentary explanatory in Lashon HaKadosh in, 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 in Hebrew. Um, but he says the following thing. He, By the way, all, all of the commentaries that I have skip this part of the Torah. They do not comment on it. It's so... It's like not just basic Kabbalah. It's like, you know, you know like there's physics, there's quantum physics. This is quantum physics of Kabbalah. It's like really heavy Kabbalistic. That's the parts I all skipped of how to do these chasadim. But he says something very important. Klala Dabar, you know, there's multiple reasons. I actually discussed this. Uh, when I gave my history series, I talked about, um, uh, in my prelude to Shabtai Tzvi, uh, when I gave a class about Shabtai Tzvi, and later to the Hasidic movement and the opposition to Hasidism, I talked about what Kabbalah is and what Kabbalah isn't. So I talked about Svat and the Mekubalim, the Kabbalah says Svat, of course, the Ramak is it. So there's a few reasons one will learn Kabbalah. Um, number one is to understand how God created the world, my separatious, and how all of that went into the created world. Number two is to understand how God interacts in a divine providence level in the world today. Number three is to understand deeper understandings of the mitzvahs. And number four really is, is to understand the power of you and I. When we do something small things have tremendous ramifications throughout all the worlds. So one is how God created the, the world that we see today is the, 
the lowest part of creation. There are all kinds of spiritual worlds and how they interact. Number two is how God continues to interact with the world we call Maisen Merkava. And number three is Taimei HaMitzvah's explanation of Mitzvah. And number four is how our actions take effect. So this is really, this, these chesadim, there's all these Kabbalistic intentions that he brings down, how to do it at the highest level. So the Gvira Zav says the following thing, Klal Shaladavar. Haraya, for those who would learn this in depth, with what the Ramak says, and these, how we do chesed, are soydos neirayim, tremendously awesome, awesome uh, secrets of Kabbalah, ba'asiyas kol mitzvah mitzvah, ezi tikunim nasim lamala, you think and I think, you invited a guest over, it's a small act, piece of cake, no, literally, offer them a piece of cake, right? You, you, you went to visit a sick person in the hospital. You know, I remember I see when Ross Steinweg uh, was my, 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 my uh, you know, my partner in crime with the Silicon Valley Holocaust Association. And I remember very often he would visit some people in the hospital who were elderly survivors. You know, and you think, oh, it's, what's a small thing? I, I visit someone in the hospital. No, I'm visiting somebody in the hospital. A survivor on, on top of that would suffer the trauma, the despair of the Holocaust. By the way, many of them have no one else in this world. They had lost already uh, many of their relatives previously. They don't have extended family. Um, so when you realize what you're doing, you do a mitzvah, even without all of the Kabbalistic parts of Asher Maila, and by the way, above is so nelam in because when he explains all the Kabbalistic things, how to do it in this highest level, the bottom line is everything you and I are doing, these chesids, have tremendous ramifications. It's almost like pushing a button on the computer and you're shooting a nuclear missile. Like, you know, some guy in the Pentagon thinks he's pushing a button. Oh, that button, by the way, shoots the missile at Tehran. Maybe you should put it that way. But no. <laughs> yeah, but the point is, a guy pushing the button, you think, what's up, push the button. No, no, you don't realize what you did. And the author of the Torah, the, the, the teacher of the Arizal and the Rishis Chachma, and Ramami Pano, who learned from him, the Sefer, with his tremendous holiness, Adla Hafli, which is so great, Utfunoso, in his understanding, which we can't even comprehend. We're not going to understand all of these Kabbalistic intents. We're, just, we're not on this level. But what we should know, what you and I need to know, the following thing, and this is important not just about chesed, but when we do mitzvahs in general. Every man and woman, everyone has to know, Am Kodesh is a Jewish nation, which is a holy nation. We have to believe Every positive mitzvah, every negative prohibition that we do in this world, uh, all we're seeing in the lower world, when we do things correctly, uh, is us one level, but what happens? This can I do? in those spiritual worlds, tikunim niflaim v'noraim le'ain ketzvatachlis. It has tremendous rectifications, tremendous ramifications in those uh, worlds. By the way, if you ever look at some certain sitters, especially the the Hasidic sitters, they'll even say l'shem yichud. I don't know if you ever saw that in the sitter l'shem yichud kuchibricho shkintei. Right, that's saying before you do a mitzvah, just realize there's a tremendous rectification that's done uh, in that mitzvah. And if you do the mitzvah correctly, 
אז שכרו הרבה מאוד, כפי התיקון שנעשה למעלה שלו, ואם תדעו את זה אינקורקטלי, זה יכול להיות איזה נגדיב או נגדיב. ומזה יסלב כל נפש בישראלוס עצומה. כל אתה ואני, כשאתה דאבני, כשאתה דאבני, כשאתה דאבני, אתה צריך להבין, בואי דאבני, אם אנחנו נדעו את הפעולה של הפרעה, אנחנו נדעו. דוד המלך הוא נדעו את הכוח התפילה, הוא אמר, ואני תפילה. that I in prayer, he prayed because he felt and saw the, the bracha, right, when you're doing a mitzvah, here we're talking about chesed, when you invite a guest, when, you, when you're involved in tahara, when you bury somebody, when, when you visit the sick, when you, when you conceive a child in this world, when you give a kid a bris milah, when, when you go to a wedding, it's not just about the Viennese table, right, when you dance at a wedding, you think, I'm just dancing, Dancing at a wedding. No, you're, 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 you are changing worlds. <laughs> okay, well, even without all these things he's going to discuss, which are, again, very high lofty levels, but when a person is dancing in a chassan and he just goes over to a chassan and a chassan saying, a mazel tov, a warm mazel tov, and you made them a little happier on their wedding day, it's not just that you made a chassan and a kala a little happier and you shared in their day of joy, you changed worlds. You affected the entire ecosystem of society in the world. I mean, when he talks about this Kabbalistic Pentateuch, which I skipped because it's way beyond our level, what he's really talking about is how on the highest level to change those worlds. And therefore, we should be, we should be motivated. With tremendous passion. Hashem should help us to admit this in the proper way. And be careful not to, to squander and, uh, and blind, you know, to blind ourselves. Like when we're doing things, we should realize that our, our mitzvahs, our chasadim, are really way more powerful than we can ever imagine. That ends chapter 5. Now I wanted to start, and, and the reason, again, I skipped all of these Kabbalistic intenses is because I don't think we really uh, understand it and we'd probably not benefit uh, largely. But again, it's important to know understand that, of course, the, the idea of these chassan, we all know very well, and to push ourselves, but that when we're doing it, it's not just what we say. It's not just that we bury the dead. You just changed the world. And you brought Hashem's chassan into the world, right? And sometimes when, when you bring guests into your house and you would like the quiet Shabbos or a quiet day, you didn't just inconvenience yourself. You brought Hashem's chassan into the world. You not only you know, help the people who needed a, a warm meal, uh, a, a good, you know, just yesterday, I'm not joking, I had, I had meeting after meeting, and I was, I, I missed, uh, whatever, and I, so I told him, just go across the street, there's a restaurant uh, down right next to the right next to she, like, get a soup. So I got, I, I got a bean soup. It's really good, God. I'm not, you know, I'm not, so, and I'm telling you, my day was better. I would have, I had to, I was like, back to back to back. I had this bean soup. Gavaldic. I highly recommend it if you come to California. North. By the way, the, the boys' yeshiva, of us, we have a girls', yeshiva, girls, uh, girls school at a point, but the boys' yeshiva is in North California. <laughs> the name of the luck is Northern California, so I can't escape Northern California. So I went down the lock in Northern California. Uh, it's like pretty crazy, North Chicago, North California. And then you're like a few blocks over Francisco and Sacramento. I, I never really researched what the Peshat is. But uh, it follows us, uh, followed me. So I got my soup. So I'm thinking to myself, like right now, 
you give a person a soup, you don't just give them a soup, you make their day better, you calm them, you give them company, right? all parts of the mitzvah, but it's not just that. You change the world. It means you change, you brought more chesed into the world. And when there's more chesed in the world, there's more bracha in the world. And not just in your own personal world, not just your, your, your immediate surroundings, but in the entire world. And if the world has more chesed, you get a part of all of the bracha and all of the butterfly effect of it. Never underestimate the power of a chesed or a mitzvah. Okay, here comes the opposite now. The next chapter, when you talk about the spheres, and the next sphere of which we're in Emel Hashem, is we started Chabar, Chachma, or Keser, which is the internal way of it. Keser, Chachma, Bina. Russian. Well, wait, wait. Sometimes the others. I hear Russian. Uh, that's not what I was going to say. Then Chesed. Uh, then Chesed, we just did. And now Gevura. Now Gevura is the left. Gevura is judgment or, I mean, again, the left, politically, maybe it was connected to this. There's a, there's a, there's a rhyme and reason. But it's the Eight Sahara. <laughs> it's the evil inclination. It's the Satan. Very often the left. In this case, left gvura is din. So if you look at certain Kabbalistic from Sefer Yitzir or others, when they, they'll show like this figurative man, which is other hakadma, which again is a Kabbalistic concept, it's the left hand. Uh, it's gvura. So we're going to explain it loosely right now. How should a person train themselves and the attributes? Uh, of the sphero of, of Gvura, which is like you know might or power, Daki Kohapulus, since it's very very important, his Iris Yet Sahara, Hemamish Ma'iris Ha Gvurus Hakazakas. Whenever you bring the Yet Sahara into this world, right, a person looks and stimulates the Yet Sahara. Whether it's the Yet Sahara of lewdness, a person looks at Improper sites, or you know, goes to certain types of entertainment, husband and wife, and motivates themselves to act, or listens to certain kinds of suggestive music. You know, think of your teenagers <laughs> and the Gentile world, and they and they and they they actually put thoughts of that into them, or they put thoughts of idolatry or, or arrogance or anger. Right? They get themselves angry about things. Um, Recently, I was dealing with somebody who felt they had to be angry and then got angry. Uh, and then, of course, negative things happened. Um, but th- this is very important. When you, just like when you do chesed, when you invite guests and you go to a funeral and you bury somebody or you do the tahara or you dance at a wedding or you bring a child in the world or you give a child a milah or you take care of the sick, you bring chesed into the world. When a person does gvura, they bring judgment into the world. They bring they 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 bring the Yitzhara into the world. Therefore don't stir up your Yitzhara, which will elaborate Petroleum on Shlyura that you should not be Mu'ira Gvura. Actually I look, I opened the Matisal Salman's book because it's looking for the other chapter which I cited and discuss, but I came to here and he says an important thing. He says the Mashkech Lakewood Ina Gvura we talk about gvura, which is might, which is the judgment. In the language of the Kabbalist, is hepecha chesed. 
is the opposite of, of, of chesed, which is kindness and blessing, which chesed is the midah that brings down hashpah, goodness, without any boundaries, right? You're giving to the poor, you don't, you don't, you don't discriminate. You're, you're dancing at your wedding, you don't look who your friend is, you dance with everybody at the wedding, right? You're, 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 you're helping people, you look to help everybody, deserving and undeserving. Really, people who do chesed, don't say, oh, let me see your mitzvah card, how many mitzvahs you do. They said, if I can help a Jew, if I can help a person, you're going to help them. That's what real unadulterated chassid is. Gvura is judgment. Do you deserve this? Do you deserve the blessing that you want to help? You look, oh, you're healthy. Do you deserve to be healthy? Do you deserve to be living? Of course, if you're at a level of judgment, strict judgment, you know, fine. But if you're not at that level, why should you have all this good in your life? Why should you have all this? Gvura is tzimtzum. Only, I'm not going to give you food. You're not a good poor person. You don't deserve to dance to me. You didn't come to my, to my vart. <laughs> I'm not going to go ahead and help you out. You don't deserve this. So if, you, if Hashem would deal with all the Gvura, only people who didn't sin or, or, or lived up to the levels they should have will, will benefit. He's so because and we know that we've already discussed the Mashkiach is the way you act, it brings that into your life, into the life of others. Bechomidash, that you're, you're mighty, the way you act is the way you're judged, the way you're, you're dealt with. And Yetzirah, and, and when you feed your Yetzirah, your evil inclinations, it's Manhagas Hagvura, it comes from this level of judgment, of din, which means you, you're, you're, you're clogging your, art, your spiritual arteries. You're clogging the world's spiritual arteries. Right? If you, right? If you bring the Yitzhar, by the way, I'm not going to get. I know because it will. Like, you know, there was there was uh, a couple people in the 1960s historically who were loved by the the West, the liberal West for sure. Uh, very popular people who were adulterers, known bona fide adulterers, historical fact, and. You know, forgetting what they, their accomplishments, but like you can't do that and, and love your wife as nearly as much. When you put your heart and your body in someone else, and you're hanging out with all kinds of ladies, it means you're gonna have less love for your, your spouse. I just that's the reality of it, right? And and you give into your yitzhar, there's less blessing, there's less love. Um, in your own life. Also, so we put the Yitzhah, we, we, we have left, left Hashem in our lives, right? If, you, if a man's looking at all kinds of improper sites on, on the internet or on the magazine or on a beach, or, or a woman also, she's not as stimulated as a man, but she also gets stimulated by, by all kinds of stuff and by music. Or if you're if you're stimulating anger in yourself, so to speak, or you're 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 reading things of you know if you're in an atmosphere of mockery of just everything's a joke and laughing at things. So you, what happened is you're you're, you're bringing your Sahara for bad midas in this world, and you actually will bring din, lack of blessing, lack of true bracha uh, in your life. That's what gvura. That's what. That's really what what, what gavura what, what, what is. Vatam. This is very interesting. Now, it, sometimes a person imagines we're going to see that they should crush their yitzhara. What the Ramakas is going to say, no, 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 no. You should 
take your Yitzhara and sanctify it. Utilize it. If you try to just go cold turkey, crush your Yitzhara, um, you will fail. Actually, it's not just that you will fail. That's not how Hashem created you and I in the world. That's not the purpose of it. We have to be able to utilize the Yitzhara in the right way, which I'll explain in a second. There is, there is a purpose in Gevurah. There is a purpose in the Yitzhara as well. Right, who created God created us with the Yetzer type, with a good inclination and an evil inclination, Chesed and Kavura, kindness and, and and strength or judgment. Amnam, but Purushu B'Zayra, the Zayra elucidates, she Yetzer Toiv, Nivrenat La'adam Atzma, the Yetzer Toiv is created for yourself to do good deeds. And the Yitzhahara, now this is not going to be politically correct for the woman at first glance, but just hold on a second. Uh, but the Yitzhahara, particularly for man, is created for his wife. <laughs> his Yitzhahara is created for his wife. See how, you know, sweet are uh, his words. But I just, you know, before anything else, the Gemara Brachas, the Grok, she quotes this. The Gemara says, When we say Shema every single day, we say with, with all of our hearts, in plural, We should love Hashem our God. Right? You should love with all of your hearts. The Talmud says, What do you mean your hearts? It means your Yetzir Toiv and your Yetzir Right? Uh, because in order to truly serve Hashem, you need to have both. And the Gura, uh, and the Gura actually in Imre Noyam, I'm just looking at Imre Noyam, really elaborates on how you can only be successful if you successfully use uh, both. And he gives, now he's going to talk about for a second uh, the Yitzhahara, for, you know, of course, so to speak, of, 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 of SEX and intimacy, which was the high, high worst way to do it. But he says, for example, um, it, all of the bad meters really, for example, honor and jealousy, the Gura others say, should be used to serve Hashem. The Habar is actually, I'm looking actually at Revolbo and Ali Shor says also. Gaiva, you should be proud against people who come up against Hashem. means you should take certain traits and utilize them, right? You should have a desire for money to support your family, supporting your family. It's a good thing. If you had no desires, you wouldn't eat or sleep or take care of yourself either. So the, the Yiddish way is to use both of your Yitzharas and your love of Hashem. Right? We say Shema, we accept the yoke of heaven, we accept Kabbalah's Ol Malcha Shemaim. The first verse after Shema and Baruch Hashem is V'yahat, Hashem, we should love Hashem, Bechol Avavcha, with all of our hearts, with our Yitzhara, with all of our capacities, our capabilities, with all of our money, and with all of our body. But the point is, is the way we serve Hashem is both the Yetzir Toiv and Yetzir Hara. That's what he says, he says now. Hara Tiferes, Tiferes, which is Chesed, goes to the right. Okay, the right is kindness, goodness, Chesed. V'chon, Hagosov, and Kabbalistically, the right is representative of the Yetzir Toiv. Uh, and the left um, is the Nakeva Smallest of Khalil is is all 
representative of the left. So he says the following thing. A person should not self-stimulate himself for themselves. Which means that, the, actually the Talmud a few persons talks about the, the desire for intimacy. And obviously that, that desire of, is the biggest seller of, for every advertisement. Uh, and, you know, it's, it, you know, men especially, you know, have a tremendous drive. But even women in, in different ways than men, they look for it in a different way have a tremendous drive in this area. From the music and the culture today, you can see it with off-kilter to the, to the entertainment, to the lifestyles, to the... Uh, <laughs> your orientation today. It literally, I'm not going to go there right now. Like, it becomes that expression is such a big part of, uh, of, of, of people. Um, and, and, and if you bring it upon yourself for your own self-pleasure. This is very important. And I, you know, when you think of, of, of in Yiddishkeit, in Judaism, intimacy is the highest level. It's a bond between husband and wife. It's how marriage is culminated. It's part of the Shabbos. Uh, it's part of the Ksuba to do, you know, when a woman is tar. It's super holy, super important. When, when it's on the streets, between two strangers or between two people who are not committed, it's all about pleasuring yourself um, to a large extent. Um, and that stimulation actually is gvura. When it's in the right time and the right place, we'll see it's, like it's, it's totally on a high level. But when you stimulate yourself, that's all gvura be'itzahara. And now he's poigem adam ha'elyon. Now, I'm not going to elaborate, but the Zohar says... And when a person does this, this area in particular, and I will have a larger conversation for a different time, a lot of Western society, a lot of contemporary, the contemporary world, th- this area is what let so many areas go off kilter, from religion to family life to personal life to emotional health. Vuhule, <laughs> vuhule. Um, it, 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 when you when it, when, it's, when it's self-stimulated in this way, it, you damage your soul, your upper soul. It is tremendously damaging. You 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 a person is not just smoking, you know, hundred packs of cigarettes today against like their body. They're they're damaging the the highest level of the neshama. And he actually, so that that's one. Of, and then it's an interesting thing. And we can hear also not just when you stimulate when you. When you allow yourself or you foster yourself. By the way, I don't know if I ever mentioned this class, but I mentioned it historically at uh, you know, a couple of classes in Amakhad, I remember. There's a Marsha. A Marsha says that, that the Navi says that King Shlomo, at the end of his life, his wives the, the, you know, made him do idolatry at some level, which is like mind-boggling. The, the wisest of all men, one of the greatest of all men, that the Torah can seem to say, uh, he did idolatry, which we know is not true. From our, from, but the Marsha says in Sanhedrin that what happened is he had wives who had bad conversions, so not, right, uh, or, or weak conversions, actually, the, the Ramam says, and they snapped over time back to their previous lifestyles and started to do idol worship. So the, what the Marsha says that there were moments of Shlomo's day where he would see them do certain things, and would have put a thought in a second for a second in his mind to do it. 
Which, of course, Shaul was never going to do that. But those thoughts that came into his mind, why did they come into his mind? Because he allowed himself to be in an area where that was a stimulation. If a person goes to a dance club or to a beach or to a place of lewdness in Las Vegas somewhere, you're going to put thoughts into your head. I don't care who you are. Anyone with a pulse, pulse will, will, will think in a certain way. So why are you thinking this way? You put yourself in that situation. You know, you put yourself in that, in that area. You know, obviously in, in Torah society, there's a separation of sexes. You know, in the, the schools in, in the real world or the Torah world are separate. Well, I, you know, I've seen studies of boys in classes with girls in high school, like every few seconds they show, these are secular studies, every few seconds a boy's thinking about a girl in the class. It's like, why are they thinking? Well, there's a girl four feet away from him wearing a tank top with three tattoos and, you know, who he knows three days ago was hanging out with his buddy. So these things are going through his head. So why are they going through this? Because you stimulated yourself in that area. You put yourself in that surroundings. Don't, don't allow yourself to be stimulated for lewdness. And then he says, Mikanira, also when you're talking about damaging your soul, hakas, kamamuguna hakas. When a person gets angry, the Talmud says, when a person gets angry and screams, they're like idolaters. They, they, they're literally like, like Bali of Azara. First of all, you can see it. The Zara says, when a person loses their, their cool and gets angry, their neshama is ripped in some level. The neshama is ripped in some level. And I'm going to just tell you, people are predisposition, some people are more calm, some are more intense, but anger is when you allow, no one makes you angry. I, I've said this a billion times, not a billion, but many times, right? No one makes you angry. They can, they can create, you make yourself angry, right? And, 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 and therefore, you know, and some people get angry when they don't get enough sleep. They're edgy. I, I know people that have enough sleep, they get all of edgy. Or they don't have their bean soup. You gotta have that. You gotta take care of your self care is important. You're hungry, you know. Yeah, you know. Or or, or they have they on their own minds. Very often they have a whole narrative, they, a whole script that goes. And this person did this, and, 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 and then it explodes because they have already played it on their head some some scene. But anger, cause you allow. And some people feel they they, they have a term righteous indignation. And sometimes it's theological righteousness, and religious righteousness, sometimes it's an external that's important, but often it's just like, they slighted me, they hurt me. Guess what? Let's say somebody insults you or does something and you get angry. When you're angry, you damage your soul. That's the Yitzharah. When the person is the cast, they're damaging the neshama, they're damaging themselves. It's basically, imagine the following thing. Somebody insults you, you take a a, 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 a knife and stab yourself. Mashugana. <laughs> he insults you, so you stab yourself. That's what you do when you get anger. I'm not joking, by the way. When you get angry because somebody insulted you and you stab yourself, or somebody messed up and they didn't live up to what you expected, you're going to stab yourself? Are you a, a person in that case? Because when a person gets angry, they are damaging their soul. And therefore, he says, don't stimulate anger because. What so? How does a person get angry? Because when somebody insults them, or doesn't invite them, or ignores them, or is or or, or is irresponsible, so you think you're allowed to get angry. It's okay to be angry. It's acceptable to be angry. It's a mitzvah.
mitzvah to be angry at that person and to scream and to get all heated. Well, no, don't think that way. Don't stab yourself. Don't damage yourself. Because when you're angry, you're stabbing yourself. Very few exceptions where anger is okay. And most of the time, it's not, most people are not that matrigo. It's has to be bound and tied. It shouldn't be impulsive. It shouldn't be reactionary where a person gets the Yitzhak. And it's not just because you want to be physically stimulated. right? It's, when a husband and wife, it's an act of intimacy. It's the bond. And we'll see that in a second. It's good. Right? Or you don't work because you want money for the sake of money. You need to work for money because you need to support your family. Or you want to give charity. Or you want to give people jobs. Or you... Whatever. There has to be a higher purpose for it. For it. Um, anger. You can't be angry because you think anger is okay. It's <laughs> not okay. Anger is stab yourself and comfort and honor. You know, honor is that people make the craziest decisions based on honor. Can blind the person. Person can crave honor. Like I once said, someone said to me, maybe they became a rabbi. He said, "Oh, I feel bad. Now you have to worry. If they're standing up for you, not standing up for you. Like, yeah, really. Why should you should stand up for the rabbi? The rabbi shows always because it's not them. It's the position you need to honor the Torah. Stand for the parents. Honor your parents because they they don't. Maybe it's not, you're not giving your parents because they want to give them a, 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 a high. The, the, you need to respect your elders." Right, we, we need to respect all this. Uh, my parents are actually coming tomorrow night, so <laughs> get to practice, right? Um, you need, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's a respect, but, but looking for honor for honor's sake, because you want to be honored, that's a very unhealthy thing, spiritually unhealthy. Amnam, however, as I mentioned, the Yitz, we don't crush the Yitzhara, we sanctify it. For your wife, for your spouse, when there's, or, or husband, vice versa. The Gemara talks about a woman should look beautiful for her husband, etc. And, and, and the act of intimacy, the, the, the Vilna Gain says, should be one of passion and excitement. Uh, and the more passion and excitement, the holier it is. But it's for, in, in a proper thing, it's not self pleasure. It's, it's, it, it, it could even be self pleasure ple- in order to stimulate yourself to stimulate the, the, the other. But it's all about the chesed shabal. So it's, it's, and then it's called gurus hamatukas. It's actually sanctified. You know, just like you would have a good cheesecake on Shavuos, it's different than having a good cheesecake tonight. Right? First of all, you need cheesecake before you sleep. You know, on a regular Wednesday night, gain calories. Still gain calories on Shavuos. Don't, don't think you don't. But, uh, but you're, it's, yeah, that's not even a mitzvah, that's a, that's a custom. But the point is, when you eat on Shabbos, you, you, good, you enjoy this world, you eat good foods. You're sanctifying it. And it says, when you actually, this actually has a tremendous rectification. Actually, the Zohar will elaborate There's a, 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 on this act of husband and wife at the right times as being representative of the highest level of spirituality. She uh, gvuras. Uh, and you, you're basically you're taking the gevura and giving bina. Okay, we're not going to get the kabbalas parts. And your mamtakis hamon rachamin, you bring mercy and you fix all of the damage. And as you're taking the yitzhar and you're utilizing it, 
Shimam Tekas Mitzariyat Sahara. So if you ever drive, you should, if you should be focused and, and utilize this right, in, the, in the right way. Right? Just like on Shabbos in general, that's why the way we eat, it, it, it's sanctified as opposed to just an impulse, an animal impulse, uh, so to speak. So it's not about pleasure for your sake, it's about sanctifying who you are. We're not, you know, uh, oxen or cows. Who, you know, we have an impulse, okay, let's just do something to eat or to, uh, to, to, uh, to be corporal, whatever whatever it may be. You know, like, it, 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 both before, and actually he says, a beautiful wife in a beautiful house together for the right purposes, the highest level. Actually, it's an amazing thing. The Zayar a couple of times calls the Kedush Kedushim the Cheder Hamitas, which is like the bed, the bedroom. It's like the bedroom of a husband and wife. It's representative of the highest level of bond. Just like the Kruvim, which we had last week's Parsha, when they face each other. So too husband and wife in, 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 in the right way. But, but that's when you're, you're sanctifying, you're, you're using, it's not even the Yitzhahara, but it's using that drive, which, you, which usually goes completely or partially impulsive, just without any control, and not only controlling it, but sanctifying it. That's how you serve Hashem, the whole Levavcha. And then the small, then the left, uh, we're not talking politics right now, uh, becomes sanctified. And again, that on a Kabbalistic level is what's called mimatic. It sweetens the judgment. And it actually causes a tremendous rectification in Shemaim. And that's how a person deals with the Yitzhahara. That you don't try to crush it. Actually, in two weeks, um, Two and a half weeks, Hashem, I am. Uh, I want to sign the contract, buying a block, a block of Chicago, from the archdiocese, and the archdiocese. One of the reasons they're selling this block is they're sued for two hundred million dollars from little boys and girls who are now big boys and girls who were abused. Um, and you know, when you think about how some of the Catholic and other worlds words to crush the Yitzhahara. Obviously, their whole, that's not a Jewish idea. The way we view it is to control and to sanctify our Yitzhahara. A Yitzhahara, as mentioned, that just goes impulsive. You know, actually, the book of Tanya, for those who learn Tanya, it starts off a lot of the Nefesh Bahamas, right? Uh, you know, if it's just, we're following our desires, we're, we're allowing ourselves, we're, we're stimulating ourselves. We're, we're, we're watching movies, listening to music, going to vacations in places, allowing ourselves, thinking anger is a great thing in getting anger or that honor is great for honor's sake because I need to be, I need all of the honor of the more than Trump should get. Like, I need all of, right? That, all of those stimulations, right? That is a Yitzhahara unbridled. And that is, not only is it unbridled, it's destroyed, but it brings judgment to us and judgment into the world. The opposite of chesed, as Ramatisal says. Just like Matisal, just like when we do chesed and kindness, we bring chesed into ourselves, into the world, into our surroundings. When we do, when we just follow the Yitzhahara, there's more judgment, there's more, there's more tzimtzum in the world. We're clogging over the spiritual uh, connection. So how do we deal with the Yitzhahara, with the Kavura? 
Ramatic, the Yiddish way is to, to control and to sanctify. To control, right? In marriage, it's the high, it's the culmination of marriage. It's, it's the bond in marriage. You know, there is a place for costs, you know, in, in, the right, in the right things, not as a reactionary uh, reality. And if, if you're going to use honor for the right purposes uh, as well, but if just honor for honor's sake or anger for, for allowing it, it's okay. These are stabbing our souls. All these all types of, of desires that come from the Isha just you know, it's representative, you know, of how again the the, the man woman dynamic uh, from the beginning of time could be off kilter and, and, and very radically so. But it's it's really everything with we call the, the, you know for lack of better terms, sorry when we have impulses and desires. The Torah way is to sweeten it, and the way we do that is to control it and to sanctify it. So when Hashem, when He, we're emulating Hashem, Hashem is midah gura. Hashem looks to when He's channeling that midah to do that, and that's how we should uh, push ourselves as well. You know, tonight a lot of things we discussed. There's a, a kabbalistic bent, but I, I, I can't tell you how super important everything we learned tonight is. Both as we finished chesed about the the, the 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 power of our deeds when we're doing chesed and how we deal with the yitzhara. This the yitzhara is there. The, the, actually, Rashi brings down the, the medrash that when God created the yitzhara, it was toiv ma'id. It was very good. It was very good. It allows us to have free will. It allows us to have drives to do things. We'd probably be very apathetic in many ways. Not, not probably would be, um, but the yitzhara could crush and has crushed many 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 people. And most of society today is a world of, of I'm not talking the political left, I'm talking about the spiritual left. It's dominated by animal desires, which are uncontrolled. And we live in a world, of, because of that, of spiritual judgment. The, the, the Yiddish way is that we should control and sanctify our Yitzhah. And not only does that bring, quite frankly, chesed, into this world, it's called Mantekasagvur, it's the Chesed Shivigvura, the, the kindness of this. But you live a better life. <laughs> when a person's following the Yitzhahara, it's, it, it's poison water. It doesn't make a person happy. He doesn't discuss that. In other works, it's discussed. It's, it's like drinking your thirsty and drink salt water. It doesn't even make a person happy. So the Torah, which is a source of all wisdom, you know, the source of all Chachmah. It's telling how you and I deal with the Yitzhahara. We need to realize Behold of Avcha with both of our hearts. The Yitzhahara, the Yitzhahara, and the way we deal with the Yitzhahara is not to crush it, but it's to hold it, control it, sanctify it, and sweeten it. Okay, we'll hold here. Thank you very much, everybody.